ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keuchel Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner... White Sox fans, welcome into the Sox on Tap postgame show. It's Johnny Nani here alongside Tony Marchese, unfortunately discussing 7-3 White Sox loss up in Toronto. Tony, I think you got the right idea. I got my misery beers here too. Let's just drink it out. Yeah. I just wanted to finish that one before we get to the next. I, I, right. I, by the end of the show, we'll see how many we go through, but... Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a long night, so we might as well just start right now. Is it Thursday? Is it Wednesday? Did the it's weekend Wednesday, just start? but with the shortened week, I feel like we can just like assume it's like all a weekend. So the weekend starts on Wednesday. Or I guess it started on Tuesday. So weekend yeah. started on Tuesday. Well, you know, you might as well just continue it down because yeah. you, you gotta have something that that helps. Like right after that, dude. How, how are you feeling after this, man? It's uh, we're two games into this kind of uh, make or break stretch that our guy NWI Steve wrote about, and it's not looking good so far. Obviously the White Sox beat themselves in game one of the series. And then tonight uh, some faulty pitching, Michael Kopech didn't have it. And uh, you know, you're not able to keep up a couple dingers, but uh, not nearly enough to keep up with the hot Jays team right now. No, Johnny, uh, not nearly enough. And once again, the White Sox were beaten by a better team. It, it sucks. It sucks getting up and, and, Looking forward to a White Sox game every day to go get your ass handed to you. What feels like uh, more times than uh, you thought this team would have that happen to them. Um, you know, right now, Johnny, I'm I'm disappointed. I'm mad. I'm angry. Um, I just I'm I'm not happy with what I watch every night. Um, you've had the flashes. You've had things that you know. It just doesn't feel like this team has started to even click, and it just begs the question: Will they ever? Um, I think a lot of people are feeling that right now, and it's it's frustrating as hell to watch. Johnny, I think uh, I think you may have uh, left yourself on mute there, my friend. That I did. Thanks for the reminder. Um, I, I agree with that, Tony. It's demoralizing. And you talked about, you know, not taking off yet. And I'd written a couple, uh, I mean, just last week um, after they came home, uh, after the whole Donaldson dust up, they swept the uh, two games in New York uh, in that double hunter, come home, and then you get your ass handed to you by Boston. And I wrote, when are the White Sox going to make a statement? That's something that should have emotionally charged them uh, to move forward. And then you go and you let up 16 runs in two of those games, and then now you come into this tough stretch of the schedule, and you're not even playing, I don't know, I guess you were competitive in game one. But then tonight, um, you didn't really give yourselves a chance uh, just with the way that pitching uh, cookie crumbled. Yeah, and I mean, this is this is the unfortunate thing that seems to happen uh, over the course of this season over and over again. You know, I've, I've sat here thinking about, you know, uh, I've spent, I guess, far too much time thinking about how the White Sox can get themselves back into this. How do you 
turn this over. Like, here's some patience. Here's do the, like, wait this out. And it, it just seems to be the same cycle so far this year, Johnny, where you have an emotionally charged game. You thought that this Donaldson incident sweeping uh, the Yankees in that doubleheader um, was going to lead you on a run. Uh, coming back in the action inning ball game against the Cubs, even though that was a sloppily played game, you'd think that that could lead to something. It just feels like portions of this team break down over and over again. The the DFA of Dallas Keuchel, like, let's move on from this. Let's, you know, set a standard. It just, there hasn't been that moment of unification of this team to carry on a stretch. And even though they had, what was it, a five-game winning streak uh, as, the, as their longest of the season, even that feels like it's so far back in the rearview mirror I don't know what's going on, man. It, it, you see tweets uh, of Yohan Moncada hitting, uh, you know, home runs and, and batting practice today, and you get the Eloy Jimenez is down in Charlotte hitting, and it's just like it just feels like over and over and over again. You're seeing these signs of here we're going to get this all come together. I, I I don't know what this is. Yeah, I, I I don't. I can't even explain it. Yeah, uh, so I think Saxon Sane, our guy here, uh, put it just about right. Uh, this is not cool nor tough. It's not. No, no. it's not. We, uh, we would call this layman week showing yeah. from the White Sox. Right. Uh, and it, it, Sox absolutely, it absolutely is. And I think the more frustrating, overarching thing, when you talk about all those things, it's like, okay, even with those guys potentially coming back and you're looking at some returns for Eloy Lance Lynn eventually here, um, and even Mancata, and now he's been, you might as well just put him on the IL too. That's another tree I can bark up, but I won't go there right now. But um, it's still not like these guys were tearing the cover off the ball, these guys that we're missing here. And so it's like them back in the lineup, are they just going to keep struggling like the rest of the team is? That's what it feels like to me. And it's like they're just never going to find their footing. Yeah, and, and you know, you put it perfectly there, finding their footing. Um, when, when you build a core around a bunch of guys, and Johnny, you said this earlier on this year, uh, Eloy Jimenez specifically. Rick Hahn comes out, says he's not injury prone. All of a sudden, he's fucking injured again. I've been barking up this tree for how long that this guy should be a DH? Keep him out of left field. It, it Again, this goes back to some of the stuff that we discussed this offseason in roster construction, how you've got too many of the same DH profile type guys on a roster. The defense is shit. And, you know, like you have to mash in order to win ball games with this club. And you want them to be capable of doing that. You want to see that. I love fireworks. We know this. We've been down this road. You love being opportunistic. And at some point, it just feels like, you know, like there's some sort of White Sox voodoo doll out there where it, it, it just never works because somebody's sticking a pin right in you every <laughs> yeah. single fucking time yeah. you try and get anything done. And so that's why it's, you look at stuff on paper, you can, you can argue that it looks good, but then when the result, like when it comes to the results, yeah, they're not, that's... they're not there. Yeah, they're that... not there at all. And people want to place blame in certain areas. Like I've seen the, I encourage people who are tuned into this, go read what NWI Steve wrote about Yasmani Grandal. I was sitting in the group chat the other night, Johnny, talking about how fucking cooked this guy is. And you're yeah. a big fan of Yasmani Grandal. Yeah, those are hard words. I, I've jumped off that now too. Yeah, those are hard words to hear. And then I'm on the phone with him today and he calls me up and he says, 
you know, I'm looking at his stats and he's no different than anywhere else in, in certain points in his career. Go to ontapsportsnet.com. Check out what Steve wrote about Yasmani Grandal. I, you have to chalk it up to like what bad luck or just fucking yeah, it doesn't happen for this team. And it's yeah. the most fucking frustrating part about it. Johnny is that like, even like you, when you watch stuff with the eye test and, and again, we've spoken out against hardcore advanced stats on this show. Well, you get a, you get a stats guy like Steve to go look at this and he goes, I don't know why he's this bad right now. I don't know why he's this bad. Go read his article. I won't spoil the whole thing. But right. holy moly is this yeah, fucking a, putrid. Don't get me wrong. There, there is some bad luck involved. And I, I think that's definitely part of it. But at the same time, you need your team leaders to be leaders, right? Now we're finally seeing Jose Abreu step up and be a leader. I know he had some of the same issues as Yasmani Grandal did when you're talking about those, uh, you know, generating some hard contact but not getting the results there. Now you're seeing Pito uh, start to, what's he been on base? I think it's like he's got to be close to double digits now uh, in a streak there for being on base at least. And then he hit a friggin' nuke uh, to left the left field in the second deck there uh, at the Rogers Center tonight. So that's good to see him going, but you need that from Yaz. He wasn't even in the lineup tonight. Um, you know, it, it, you see him bat lead off strikeout three times last night. Granted, he did hit the sack, well, what should have been a sack fly uh, to tie the game oh, last night. Um, thing my but, yeah, I, think, I think last yeah, night that, I that still, that play in my head like 50 fucking million times. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was terrible because I had to go and get the screenshot of that uh, Mendick getting thrown out at second uh, for our recap, Tony. And uh, that was painful. I had to go and rewatch it and then take the screen grab of the video. And it was just, just not a, not a good experience. There's some uh, PTSD going on there. So, um, so let's break into the, the, tonight's game. Like I said, a seven, three loss in Toronto in game two of the series, man, the, the story of this one for how the white Sox go down is Michael Kopech, uh, not having it, man. Three innings, six hits, five earned runs, four walks, four strikeouts, uh, two home runs allowed. Um, you know, it, it really uh, kind of chaps my ass when we finally get a leadoff home run, a hashtag set the tone play, right? AJ Pollock right. in the leadoff spot. I think that was a good decision by TLR. Obviously paid immediate dividends there. And uh, then the Blue Jays answer with a leadoff home run of their own uh, in the bottom of the first. And that's was the start of it. But it was a second inning where it really started to uh, get away from Kopech. And that was, unfortunately, most with two outs. Yeah, and again, I mean, there were some times where Kopech was getting squeezed there, Johnny. Just some really wild calls. But again, at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit here and say that the umpire is the reason that the Sox lost. They didn't They didn't play good enough to win this game. Um, but you, you, little things like this, I will say – do matter in the grand scheme of things because it just it it just seems to be the way the cookie crumbles for the White Sox in a lot of these situations. They're not getting calls for whatever reason, and then things unravel. You can't have Michael Kopech out there on nine days rest laboring in the second inning. That's just not good. I mean, I was excited to watch him pitch today because I thought he was going to be the guy that comes out here after you know showing uh really great stuff against New York comes into this ball game he's had ace type shit all year i think he's pitched better than Lucas Giolito i think to a certain extent in some in some starts he's pitched better than Dylan Cease has that's the Michael Kopech that you want to see because right. god forbid Johan Moncada ever lace up again for the Chicago White Sox there's got to be some <laughs> salvation yeah. in the fucking Chris Sale trade so you <laughs> yeah. need Michael Kopech to show up and go, and then, and then you watch him labor through this shit. 
Yeah. And uh, I hate high pitch I, counts in the second inning. You know, yes. that makes me mad. I, and so uh, I, I was listening during that second inning. I, I was not in front of a TV then uh, in the car, but I was listening during that. And at one point, I don't even know exactly what he finished with for pitch count wise in the second inning, but it had to be close to 40 because at one point he wasn't even out of it yet. It was already up at 36. But Len and DJ brought up something that I want to ask you about um, while I was listening on the radio broadcast. Right. And it was fine. You talked about on nine days rest there, and that, that sparked this in my mind. Um, he was talking about finding a sweet spot. Is nine days too much there? I know you can't do anything about off days. Those are just built into the schedule there. Um, but obviously with the rearranging that they did with Cease not being able to go to Toronto here, um, maybe that's like a too long of a rest. It's like weird to say that, especially for a guy that's coming off Tommy John and you know didn't play in the shortened 2020 season. But um, I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it because I think maybe that plays a factor. I mean, obviously, we've seen the command slip in that game against the Yankees, but he was able to reel it back in, right, uh, in those following innings. He never reeled it back in tonight. No, he he didn't really reel that back in. And, Johnny, I don't know um... – I don't know what the plan is for, for Michael Kopech exactly. It feels like sometimes these teams make it up as they go along. Obviously, there had to be some rotation shuffling uh, for Dylan Cease uh, to appear in that game on Sunday. So you move the rotation around. You you figure you buy Michael Kopech a couple extra days rest. Um I think Michael's a competitor, man. Like, I really do. There was a lot of questioning about Michael Kopech uh, during the, the season that he took off in 2020 and the Tommy John. And it, it seems like he's really done a lot to to right himself. Uh, you've seen him already come just, out and, and just get angry about getting taken out of ball games early. Just look at any start that wasn't tonight or the Yankees game, right? Yeah, I mean – I really think that he wants the, you know, the governor taken off of the engine, uh, so to speak here, and, and let him go full throttle. I think that nine days rest is is way too much for a ball club uh, that needs Michael Kopech pitching and, and throwing ace yeah. shit right now. You're in, you're in your window. Like, take the fucking governor off and if that's tony's decision well that's wrong if it's ethan Katz's decision that's wrong if it's rick hans decision from a money standpoint that's wrong I, whoever's got the whoever's got the limiter on him you need yeah. him to fucking pitch right so, now I, and you need him every five days that's just right. my take on it. The, the only thing i could retort back to that is obviously you know we need him now uh because we thought we'd be in a different position but you do want to have his arm available throughout the duration of the season so that, well, that's the only thing i would go but when we're talking about this i asked about the sweet spot because that one mentioned that and i think that's a really good point i think six seven are, days max. right there's yes there's there's a nice little area in there if you can work around an off day or rearranging uh one or two guys to, like you know they had to there um and you can get that occasional six occasional seven if it, you're talking like all-star break shit like that right um but they probably wouldn't want to go past that because you kind of get out of a rhythm right you're a starting pitcher that's what your whole routine's built on it's a rhythm right mm-hmm Hundred percent, and you know, pit, starting pitchers especially, it, it, like they live on routine, right? And he and Cope, uh, Scott Merkin wrote a nice piece uh, for the uh, White Sox um, inbox newsletter, and he had said that Kopech, sure, he would accept any role that he was given, and obviously, bullpen role was his, you know, uh, where he was deployed last year. But he said he feels like he 
pitches better when he's in that rhythm and in that, uh, you know, um, kind of uh, set routine, uh, I guess. So th- that's the point I wanted to drive home uh, when discussing that. But we, we already read off the stat line from Michael Kopech. Pretty ugly there. Um, that's uh, White Sox obviously didn't even come close to getting the five earned runs back that uh, they got. Um, the Blue Jays did off of him. But later in the game, Tony, another friggin' gut punch. Uh, middle of the pen holds it down fairly well. You get Crick, Foss, Crick for two. Foster, uh, Ruiz uh, for four through seven there. And then Bennett Souza in the eighth. More two-out damage, man. Walks Bichette. And then guess who? Vlad Jr., my fucking favorite. Smacks that ball. I know, dead I know center. he's favorite. Dead center, man. That was like, you know, you already felt the game was pretty much out of reach then. But that was the – you heard every White Sox fan internally heard in their minds, Hawks say, and this ball game is over. Mm-hmm. And you know what? What's even more sad about that entire sequence of events is that after the the, the Bo Bichette walk, Ethan Katz walks out to the mound to go bring everybody in and and talk about how you approach Vlad Jr. in this situation. And then he gives up a missile. Maybe Ethan Katz should have just pointed to first base, or maybe it has to be Tony Lewis. I don't it know. If the, I don't know if the pitching I don't know. coach intentionally walked. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really calling for the yeah. intentional walk here. But, I mean, like, it, yeah, just you can't. And and this is the problem, right? Is I, I'm going to call this out probably for the first time. This is where Garrett Crochet should be in the ball game. Yeah, right, Johnny. This is your this lefty is, spot, right? Here's your lefty spot, and you're down a guy in your bullpen. You're already missing Kendall Graveman this series. You're missing uh, Joe Kelly, who's injured. So the, your high leverage spots in in these roles right here in a close ball game is going to Souza and Vlad Guerrero Jr. is a good hitter. Yeah, when he's when he's hitting in a high pressure situation like that against Bennett Souza versus uh, a veteran or or a Garrett Crochet type. Uh, I, I, I'm pointing the favor in uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. here, Johnny. That's part of the problem right now. You have these injuries. You have guys who should be available in these situations. Hell, Michael Kopech should have gone at least six fucking innings in this baseball game. You were exposed, and good teams like the Toronto Blue Jays take advantage of these types of situations, and they did. Well- and they beat the White Sox. And that was your ball game. I, I just want to, yeah, that, that was the ball game. I just want to go back to a couple points. And one was what Steve said last night in quoting the great Hawk Harrelson. Once again, not about who he plays, but when you play him, uh, well, you're on full display here. When you talk about the Blue Jays taking advantage of those, yes, they have the hitters to do that. But like the much like the White Sox have been struggling all season offensively, that was their uh, problem for the first month and like, you know, a couple weeks uh, of the season there too. But now they're finding their stride like we wish the White Sox would, and they're now on a seven-game winning streak uh, after taking game two of the series, Tony. And makes me mad because they can have nice things, but we're not allowed to have nice things. No, I think that's that's the biggest fucking problem right now, being a White Sox fan, is that it literally feels like you are not allowed to have nice things. Hit a leadoff home run to start the game. Comes right back at you. You know, here's Michael Kopech, the guy that you want on the mound. Dog shit start. It happens. Yes, it happens. You get into a situation where you got to pitch to Vlad Guerrero Jr. while Gordon Beckham's talking about your team coming back. Well, guess what? Boom. Yeah. There it goes. It's 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 almost like it was scripted. 
Yeah, I, I will say, Tony, I know it was still technically close and you're talking to run ball game there. But even then, I didn't have a whole lot of confidence. Say you don't even give that up. I didn't have a whole lot of confidence that the White Sox were coming back. Just look at what they did. Even after that, granted, morale was a little down. But in the eighth and ninth, even when you emptied the bench, you get Moncada out there for a nice strikeout. Lovely. It's continuing what he's been doing. Uh, well, Reese, I'll ask you this. You, you brought there, up. And then Gavin Sheets gets out there and he, he put some contact on it. But there was, was were they ever going to build a rally? In my mind, no. No, you had your. You had to give yourself a chance. But. You had your opportunities already when Jose Abreu came up with the bases loaded, Johnny. But you bring up morale. You bring up, uh, you know how things are rolling. You've talked about how hitting is contagious. Stuff you're not going to find on the stat sheet. The, the morale has to be at an all time low for the White Sox and, and where this is going. If 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 you're talking about ice tilt and hockey, Johnny, when a team's buzzing, you talk about the boys are buzzing, like. How much of that plays into it? I think a lot of this right now oh, for the White Sox is potentially I, mental. You you saying that brought up a thought. We need more Chaw in the dugout. Obviously, we know Jose Abreu is Chaw's in every single game, and he's buzzing right now. The rest of the team needs to start buzzing, man. I'm telling you. Get that red man. Get that red man. We need Zins, Lucas Gilito, Zins. Get that red man in the dugout. Just, you know, Jose has to use the friggin' plastic Ziploc bag. Yeah, smelling salts. Smelling do, salts. do it all. Get, get the boys quite literally buzzing, and then maybe the bats will start buzzing. That's my, that's my fix right now. I mean, at, at this point, it's only crazy if it doesn't work. You have to figure out a way to change the momentum. Um, you know, I've, I've been asked, how do you, how do you turn this around? What do you do? Um, you, you have to find a way to unify and change the momentum of what's going on because this team right now seems incapable of carrying momentum from game to game. And we know this, Johnny, you're only Yankees, as good as your last envelope. The, yes. The Yankees to Red Sox series is the perfect example of it. And that's why I was so frustrated when I wrote that, when will the White Sox make a statement? And guess what? A week later, over a week later, it still stands consistency you have to be consistent with this shit if jose abreu and aj pollock are hot right now yeah we'll talk we'll take that as a positive but you you still need more you still need more if that's not getting the job done greedy yes but you, you talk about get greedy i mean i'll bring up the first example back you got greedy yesterday, and it fucking bit you in the ass well, when Danny. That, I didn't mean in that. I'm talking about in terms of oh, we can't. We have these two guys going, so we're okay. No, no, everybody get on the same page and get buzzing. Yeah, yeah, that's you that's gotta, more what I'm. Got to find about. a way where we get to the point where we're right, talking you, on this show about the boys being buzzing, Johnny, right. and that's that's what we need. Right, and unfortunately, right now it seems like the only thing that's going to pick this up. Sure, you know, maybe a couple, you get a little bit of a jolt uh, when Lance Lynn returns. But I don't want to be talking. I want to do it right now because guess what? They're not going to be here through the rest of this. Now we're two games into this nine-game stretch that Steve had written about at OnTapSportsNet.com, and uh, it's not looking good so far. And you're not going to have these guys returning, uh, especially since Eloy had a little hiccup in his. Granted, it was good to see him uh, at least back in the Charlotte lineup. I didn't see how he performed, but. Uh, either way, they're not returning for this. So it's got to be the guys in that clubhouse right here, right now, uh, getting it done. Tony. Who the hell's and, Eloy? Yeah, what is, what's an Eloy? What is an Eloy? I haven't seen him play Yeah, I have, like a lot. Like I almost forgot that he was part of this ball yeah, club. Yeah, I, I have a shirt with his name on it but and, and a jersey too with his number on it, but I'm not so, so sure it exists. I think it was just a figment of my imagination, a fever dream or something. 2019 was a fever dream, Tony. I mean, it <laughs> feels like it at this point. I, I want I want 
fan deck home runs. I want Yohan yes. Moncada. I want Yohan Moncada to hit a missile out to the right field uh, seats once a homestand, at least yeah. minimum. Start like we have to. We have to start getting there at this point, Johnny, because this season's going to finish one of two ways: magical or fucking terrible. Out in flames, dumpster fire. It's going to be bad. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of resigned to this point. Because at this point, we haven't seen the the magic, the momentum, the boys are buzzing, the fun, and it, and it sucks. So th- th- I'm just looking ahead probably yeah. way too far. But you're going to see either a magical return and everybody's going to eat crow and be happy about it because they return to what like what you thought they would be and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And I'll say this. You make it to the ALCS and you make it competitive. That's the boys were buzzing off the back half. Yeah. I'm not even talking about a World Series victory at this point. Make it fun, or they're gonna fizzle out. And I would say fizzling out in a bad year ends with this team either missing the playoffs or making it into the first round, and getting swept out for the third time in a row. Unacceptable. So the bar is fucking high, and that's what makes this all the less fun to talk about. Right, and I think I can sum this up. Is where last year, the White Sox had a plethora of injuries. Some similar guys, too, right, when you're talking about Eloy and that. Uh, Mancata's had stretches, obviously. I thought these always, guys were an injury problem. Always do- <laughs> yeah. but we, we, We've gone down that road before. But when you're talking with Tony, what did you say? You and me always talked about it last year, just bullshitting in your garage or on this show. We're out the ballpark sitting in, you know, uh, you're walking around the concourse and we'd say this team has it like how is Billy Hamilton and Brian Goodwin have been you know being able to carry once this year and right this team does not have it the 2022 White Sox do not have it whereas 2021 had a little bit of an aura around it so um, it's unfortunate but that's where we're at and uh, next opportunity to try and write this thing is tomorrow series finale in Toronto Tony uh, it will be a 210, 207, excuse me, 207 start, I believe. Uh, Johnny Cueto taking the bump for the Sox, and he will oppose uh, Alec Manoa for the Blue Jays, who has been very, very good. So the test gets even harder. Hey, up until this point, I have no reason to believe that the White Sox will win a game tomorrow against the Toronto Blue Jays. Will I tune in? Yes. Will I root for my White Sox? Yes. Um, you got to hope, right? You got to hope something happens, something breaks. Baseball's a weird sport. Uh, We're masochists here. We'll always be here just taking the pain. Dude, it feels that way sometimes. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about this baseball game. I'm just being honest with everybody who's tuned in right now or listening to this uh, in the podcast version. Um, if you are, thanks for sticking with this uh, all the way through, Johnny. Uh I don't know what to say about this game. Yeah. I'm scared. I mean, I'm, yeah, scared. I I'm fucking I am, scared. I am too. Uh, Johnny Cueto got touched up a little bit early in his uh, outing against the Cubs last Saturday. Um, obviously, he was able to limit it and still give his team a chance there. So far, uh, you got to like what you've seen from Johnny Cueto. So at least that's somewhat positive. But on the other end, uh, you're, you're facing Alec Manoa, 5-1-1-7-7 ERA. Uh, this guy is like their version of Lance Lynn. Uh, and I'm just looking at his picture in the preview here. Big burly guy. He's got the beard going there. So uh, that, that strikes a little fear uh, into me. I mean, the, the way the White Sox are playing strikes some fear into me. But um, 
if you're going to pick a guy to maybe help get it done, who's going to help uh, inject some it into this team? Pick the click. I really like what AJ Pollock's doing right now, Johnny. I I, I think that uh, I at this point in the season, I thought I would have had him as my pick to click a couple of more times than I do already, but uh, he's been swinging a hot bat. I, I I was gonna go with Danny Mendick because he's he's racked up a couple of two hit games, but I, I mean, man, would you think that the way before I get my pick to click, I got one last question for you. Did you think that? when Tim Anderson went down with this injury, that Danny Mendick was going to string together a bunch of two-hit games. No. Is, 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 uh, granted, they were limited, but his at-bats were yeah, fairly rough. Early yeah, it's just weird. I, the season. Yeah. I was I was right. ready to go with Danny Mendick, but uh, I'm going to go with A.J. Pollock. Um, I don't know if he's going to be hitting the leadoff because <laughs> you damn well know at this point in time Tony LaRusse ain't going to roll out the same lineup uh, twice. That's just his thing right now. So, um, maybe hits second or third. Maybe hits leadoff. I think he's going to have a couple of hits tomorrow. Maybe he continues his hot streak. I'm rolling AJ Pollock. Yep, they need him to. I'm going to go with one thing that we talked about earlier. The only one who is quite literally, visibly, uh, buzzing both in his uh, within his uh, you know uh, anatomy and also on the field, and that's Jose Abreu, the leader, the captain. Um, more trough power for home runs uh, in in the day game. Uh, in the series finale at Toronto, you Tony, picking up a you picking up a uh, little pouch of Red Man tomorrow. Yeah, I, think for I, AJ? I, think I think I might have to. I, I think it, it's it worked back in 2020, right? Hey, worked it's only crazy if it doesn't work. You should yeah. ride the Red Man through the weekend for Jose. Yeah. We got to start getting back to this. I think at one point, like back in the Shy Sox weekly days, we did Twinkies for yeah. uh, Montada. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you've done the Red Man for Jose. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we need more Twinkies for Moncada and yeah. Domino's Pizza for Luis Robert. Get him going. We'll put our bodies through the sacrifice for this White Sox team to get it back on track, Johnny. So, uh, Redman, yep. Power of the Chaw tomorrow. You're riding Jose. Yep, that, that's going to be it. Uh, I, I got to. Like I said, when, when you can only pick out a certain few that are buzzing, and he is, like I said, the most evidently one, both uh, with his bat right now. Uh, that bomb was awesome. Uh, if you're going to take one positive away from that, the Pollock leadoff home run was cool, so I like your pick to click there. And then this, any second deck shot, sweet. So I, I love that. I'm going to ride with Jose. I love it, Johnny. Love it. All right. What else uh, we got here? Tell people uh, where they can find us. Yeah. We'll get uh, out of here. Go and visit ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs, as our guy Buzz would say. You can follow us on social media at ontapsportsnet at SoxOnTap. Tune into us wherever you listen to your podcast and make sure you go and subscribe to the ONTAP Sportsnet YouTube channel where you can chime in uh, to these discussions and we can feature your comments here. Uh, via the live stream. Uh, we also appreciate our listeners that are tuning in on your podcast platform of choice. So, Tony, I'll do it for tonight. It's the, uh, was it the Larry David thing? White Sox, fuck you, and I'll see you tomorrow. White Sox forever. White Sox forever, man. <laughs>